After the Raiders announced that they were relocating to Las Vegas, the Oakland A's came up with the slogan, Rooted in Rooted Oakland, in Oakland yeah. which is a great slogan if you're going to stay in Oakland for a long time. Right. <laughs> They're not. And yesterday, um, there were some videos, some pictures of construction crews taking down a giant banner at the Coliseum that said, Rooted in Oakland. Oakland. So they're officially dumping that slogan. My main question is, how was that still up last year? I know I was up there last year doing a story and saw that thing. And it was pretty funny because I'm like, uh, how, how long are you rooted for? <laughs> well, one to four more years, depending yes, on their true. lease agreement situation. Rooted since 1968. Yeah, but that's, uh, I was just surprised it was still up because there were there were fan protests at the game about the team oh, leaving. Yeah. Last fire, year. Fire uh, Fisher and all those things. And they still had giant rooted in Oakland up on yeah. the outside of the stadium. It's they were great. still rooted last year. I mean, they're still rooted this year. From uh, from what Casey Pratt said on Twitter, apparently they are replacing that with something today. There's going to be a new sign up? Yes. He said he's seen it and it should be unveiled today. Is it a slogan or does it just say like I Oakland don't know. He didn't, he didn't give information. Okay. He just said this has been in the works and it'll be replaced by something today. I mean, it should have been replaced in June of last year, but, you know, it's the A's. They got around to it, but it took them a little while. Those are great. That's, that's another great question. The NFL, according to Judy Batista, is not expected to change the fumble through the end zone rule. As of now, it happens, I don't know, a couple times a year. People lose their minds. Somebody's reaching for the goal line, fumbles the ball. It goes out of the end zone, out of the back of the end zone, and it is a touchback. The defense is awarded right. the ball. The NFL is not going to change this rule. Good. Yeah. Funniest rule yeah, in sports. It's, it's hilarious. Funniest. It's unbelievably funny that you have a scenario where you're that close to scoring, lose the ball, and all of a sudden you don't and even the have team, the, the ball. the other team has the ball. You don't even get to keep the ball. It's right. unbelievably funny. Is it fair? I don't really know. And I don't really care because I'm here to be entertained, and that's hilarious. You're going for the goal line. You fumble. Sorry. Not your ball anymore. The other team gets <laughs> it. It's great. It's a terrific rule. Creates extreme entertainment and creates entertainment at the most important part of the field, which is when you're trying to score a touchdown. They never change the rule. They should never, ever change this rule. You surprised at that? Because usually when there's enough uproar about from teams uh, uh, feeling it's unfair that they go back and start changing things. I, I, I'm not too surprised because it's not, it's not like it's unfair specifically to one team. Like, they changed the overtime rules for the playoffs because it was clearly unfair right. that one team didn't have a chance yeah. to get the ball. Especially in the Super Bowl. Right. And so they changed the overtime rules because of that. And, there's, by the way, there's no player safety involved in this either. It's just right. a, a fumble. So I'm not too surprised because if I'm a team, I don't know, maybe if somebody loses a playoff game on this or something, maybe that changes. But if I'm a team, the way I would look at it is, well, this could happen to or against me and – hold on to the ball near the goal line like it's not like it's some crazy unfair thing you fumble right, right. So don't fumble that's the answer there whereas with like overtime you lost a coin toss what am I supposed to do win every coin toss how the hell am I supposed to do that right so not that surprised now I don't know maybe some team gets eliminated in the postseason on it then maybe we have some more right. upheaval about it but again I find it hilarious and a great rule for entertainment so I hope it stays forever <laughs> yeah that's a pretty detailed question uh 
The Bengals are using the franchise tag on T. Higgins. He's going to make $21.6 million if he does, in fact, play on the franchise tag uh, next year. The Bengals can still negotiate a new contract with Higgins. So this is not over, but there is a timeline. It's in July. Uh, if that comes and goes, they won't be able to negotiate a new one. He'll have to play on the franchise tag or play on nothing. Um, this would, in theory, keep T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow all together for at least one more season. Bengals probably not going to pay all three of those guys in long-term deals. Higgins could be the odd man out. If Did you were they the, tag him again? Uh, they could. Would you trade him if you were the Bengals? I guess it depends on what I get back for him. Am I getting a first-rounder? I have seen, uh, what's the right way to phrase this, speculation that Higgins would get you a first-round pick. Okay. Probably take the first-round pick. He would have been, if they hadn't franchise tagged him and he hit free agency, he would have been the number one free yeah, agent, number wide, one receiver. agent wide receiver. Um, but they tag him, which gives them the ability to either keep him and play him or trade him. Or sign him to a long-term yeah. deal. Um, I don't. I would be surprised if they sign him to a long-term deal because they're going to pay Burrow and Chase, and they're probably saying right. we can't give another receiver, another receiver that much money. Right. I if they, if there's a first-round pick for T. Higgins, I think you make the trade yep. if you're the Bengals and say, all right, we got Burrow and Chase, we can find a suitable number two receiver somewhere else, and let's take the first. You might use that first-round pick on, an, on, on a wide receiver. receiver, depending on who gives you the pick. Yeah. yeah. So that's, if I were the Bengals, what I would do. I'll be curious to see if any teams, who's willing to do that, who wants to do that, uh, because that's uh, could be a really good wide receiver that you get for if you give up a late first-round pick or something like that. And you're like not that. paying them as much. Yeah, if the Chiefs are like, hey, T. Higgins. I don't think yeah. they can afford it. But if they're like, hey, T. Higgins, bring on, come on down. T. Higgins will have a monster season with the Chiefs next year. You sense any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of questions that, Phil? Brandon Staley interviewed for the 49ers defensive coordinator job. There's only one coordinator position left open in the NFL. It is this one. Um, Staley has an interesting career because he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams for one season. And in that one season, they were number one in points allowed, yards allowed, and EPA per play. They were the best defense in football. And for the three years prior to Staley being the defensive coordinator, they were outside the top 10 in all those categories. And in the three years since, they've been outside the top 10 in all of those categories. Okay. But it was one year, right? Tiny sample size. And then the bigger sample size that we got, which was about two and a half, almost three full seasons with the Chargers, as the head coach, their defenses were terrible. They didn't have a top 20 defense at all. I don't know if he's a good defensive coordinator or not. I'd like to remember, I know Aaron Donald, but I'd like to remember all the guys on that defense and if it was just that they had a bunch of great players. Well, they did, but the fascinating part is the very next year, they had the same defensive players, right. and the defense and wasn't top 10 in those categories. They were still like 11 and 12. They were still good, but they were the best defense in the league by far in Staley's one year. So I this might simply be a case of Staley's not a head coach. Mm -hmm. But he's a really well, good football coach. There's a lot of examples of that. And he might just be – there's a chance he's just a great defensive coordinator. Yeah. That might be the ceiling of Staley, yes. and that's fine. I mean, you're going to be – he's going to make a lot of money. There's a lot of guys a running around like that who are just better coordinators yeah. and are not fit to be head coaches. But, again, it's one year as a defensive coordinator. He didn't, he doesn't even have that much time as, like, a position coach in the NFL. It's like two or three years. He got promoted. He the head coaching job ex quickly. Extremely quickly. 
and obviously the Charger defenses were just bad. So I don't I don't know what to make of it. If you're the Niners, I don't think it's a bad person to jump in on because even if you're like, oh, those Rams defense was really good, well, the Niners defense is a lot of talent yeah, as well. Exactly. So tons they, of talent, right? So I don't think it's terrible, but I also there's a chance we just got one year there where everything went right and it wasn't really because of Staley and this guy just actually isn't very good. Right. But I, if you're the Niners, I don't I don't think it's a terrible hire at the end of the day for your defensive coordinator position. Yeah, it's a good question. Brianna Stewart is staying with the New York Liberty and she's taking less than a max deal to stay, which will allow the Liberty to keep some of their other pieces, maybe even add pieces there. Is it a bad thing for the WNBA that the Aces and Liberty both have star players that take less than their max deal in order to keep a, what's a super team together? Bad thing for the league? Might be a bad thing for other players. Like, if Brianna Stewart and other Ben, uh, did Asia take less? Uh, yeah, everybody has, I believe, for the Aces. I think everybody's taken slightly less than what they could have made in total with the Aces. To keep that team together. Yeah. And they've been able to well, do so. And two straight titles. And got a really good shot to win three right. in a row. Um, it's probably bad for the league, though, for two different reasons. One, as like a player's union, you want all of your players getting as much money as they possibly can get. right? You don't want your best players saying, I'll take less than the max, because you want them making as much as they can. But also, from a league standpoint, you would like the talent to be more dispersed. It would be better for the oh, WNBA. Absolutely. Then it wasn't like then it then it is like right now. Right, like one two teams that maybe can win it. Right, if Asia Wilson, Jackie Young, and Kelsey Plum were all on different teams, yes. that would be better for the league. Sure, than all of them on the same team with Chelsea Gray, by the way. And then same for and the with Liberty. Same for the Liberty. Right, Anescu and 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 Brianna Stewart, Stewart John Quill Jones, yeah, exactly. And so I I think it's bad for both sides, both the league and the players, that Stewart and Wilson and whoever else are taking less than the max. To keep super teams together because players don't make as much or individual players don't make as much and then the league is not as competitive one well, you through have two 12. teams yeah now essentially the finals i know we haven't gotten my damn fifth game in two years but the finals in theory should be much better but you know it's probably better if right. the whole league is competitive or at least you know most of the league is competitive than hey it's february 27th and we're all pretty sure who's playing in the wnba right. finals again right Valid question for sure. Jose Bautista will drive the pace car for the NASCAR race in Vegas this weekend. Jose Bautista played Major League Baseball, mostly known for his time with the Blue Jays. He is also the new owner of Las Vegas Lights FC, and he's driving the pace car around uh, up at the Speedway. All right. Good for him. Maybe uh, give the lights a little uh, pub. Maybe holds like a lights flag outside the pace car as he's rolling around or something ah, like that? Two hands on the wheel, Jose. Come I on. I don't know. Maybe he's a good driver. There's probably going to be like a probably. logo magnet on the car Ooh. or something. Can they get that? So they could just remove it as soon as he's done. Uh, those things probably cost a lot of money. Can he? Can lights afford that? I think Jose Bautista can afford can it. Can he? Are we sure? I mean, how much how much money does Jose Bautista have? Like the Professional athletes make a lot of money. Professional athletes compared to sports ownership don't make that much money. Even uh, USL, maybe it's about comparable. But Yeah, but Batista had a pretty decent career in the majors. It was a long time ago, though. Was it? They're making didn't a lot more get, money now. Didn't he just get knocked out like five years ago? That's a long time. For how much contracts generally go up? It's a long time ago. Um, Lights FC, by the way. 
signed a guy named Solomon Asante, who is a two-time USL Player of the Year. Team that's never been in the playoffs, signed a guy who's won Player of the Year twice. Now, he won it in 2019 and 2020. He's into his early to mid-30s, so he's on the downside of his career. He played the last two years for Indy 11 uh, and wasn't as good as he was when he won Player of the Year with Phoenix for back-to-back seasons. So he is a two-time Player of the Year, but you're not getting Player of the Year level player here. But it's probably the best player they've ever had in franchise history. All right. Uh, What does that really mean, though? That they should be able to make the playoffs? Oh, I don't know. Half the league Remember makes the playoffs. Remember last year they were in the playoff position for about a month? Was that right? Yeah, because they didn't they, they didn't win very much, but they didn't lose right. for like the first yeah. couple weeks. They just and they played they like the first losing. four games on the road and they drew like all of them right, or something exactly. stupid like that. And yeah, then they couldn't win a game for a couple months. That happens. It's not very good. But can playoff position playoff race? I don't know if they'll make it, but you know. How many make it? Half the teams? Oh, uh, God, they change it. Eight? Uh, I want to say eight in each conference or, or is what what they do now. I'll have to double check that. They might have cut it to seven last year. Can they at least be in a playoff spot until like August? I, just, I don't even know in the spot. Just like, hey, win two in a row and you're in. Yeah. Like, can they just be in that position right. where it's just like. Just not eliminated. Right. They haven't done that. So maybe, maybe Lights FC could actually do that this time around. And that would be a. That'd be someone. They've only had. They've only, if I remember correctly, they've only had one season out of six or seven years where they were like actually in a playoff race with like four games or five games to go. That year, I think they still got eliminated with two left. But they've only done. They've only been in a playoff race one time. Now I'm not talking about make it. They've just been in contention one what? time in like six or seven years, which is brutal. I just keep thinking of me driving a pace car with a press box flag out with only one hand on the wheel. All right, we'll get that a, done. No, there'd be you a caution do it at F1? Isn't, isn't that started. bad? Has the pace car ever crashed? Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure it has. Just straight into the wall? <laughs> exactly. Is there somebody else in there with a wheel that can, like, what are you doing? As long as there's a press box flag flying in the wind. I don't want you crashing into the wall with our flag. <laughs> we got to reach out to F1, see if we can get this F1? Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, I didn't say Danny, you got to drive at that speed. Danny, Ed's going to hit the manhole cover, oh, and he's going to hit exactly. all of them. <laughs> he's going to find every one of them. Maybe they do need Ed to go, do a test run. If, if, I I push on the, the if I push on the gas on one of those cars, it's not good. I'm oh, going to crash man. into that uh that uh, sweets by the um, commissioners and those no. things flip pretty easy. <laughs> we'll give you like a like a Honda or a Toyota, and then let them drive those cars. Oh, we're gonna put Ed in a regular car yeah. out there. Yeah, just a regular Ed just drives car. his own car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drive we can do Honda. that. <laughs> we can do that, and we'll just take a At the F1 race. Who's driving the Honda? <laughs> there you go. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, the Golden Knights are back in action tonight. Now back to the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. The Golden Knights play the Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, they just played on Thursday. Toronto won that game 7-3. to Aiden Hill got pulled. Toronto, by the way, has won seven straight. They've scored at least four goals in every one of those games. Will the Golden Knights be able to score with Toronto tonight? I don't think they'll be able to keep up. I mean, I think they'll score. <laughs> a single goal? I think they'll score. <laughs> I don't think they'll get shut out. I think there's enough there to get a goal or two. <laughs> Well, Marshall's got to get to 44, so. Well, yeah, for you. um, I don't think they'll give up seven. I think it'll be a more competitive game tonight. Aiden Hill was the defense in front of him, and he was really bad the other night. I mean, is he going to go back-to-back like that? They might. 
Um, since January 1st, Toronto leads the league with 90 goals. Vegas, since January 1st, has scored 59. 31 more goals since January 1st for Toronto than Vegas. Now, Toronto's played two more games, but two games isn't 31 goals no. worth of games uh, that are left over there. Um, the real key is that the Golden Knights have got to find a way to play well defensively. Right. And they have their six defensemen healthy, but what we've seen from this team, and really it's been true the entire history of the organization, regardless for the coaches, when the Golden Knights are good defensively, it's also about the forwards being good defensively. It's a big reason why William Carlson, People like William Carlson has exactly. been one of the best players right. on the team. It's why they went and got, like, they wanted Mark Stone as one of their Jack franchise players. Because those guys are not just good offensively, they're good defensively. They're good defensively. They obviously don't have Stone. They don't have Eichel. They do have William Carlson left around. But can they get good defensive play from their forwards? Can they make good plays in their own defensive zone? And that's going to be, I mean, honestly, that's going to be the key for a while, right? Until Eichel's back, which he is with the team and could conceivably be back in the near future. But they're going to need that across the board. Do they have the bodies to do that? Is Barbashev, Stevenson, and Amadio a good enough defensive line? I don't know. I don't know if those three together is truly a good enough defensive line in this game. Well, then they can't win games. Yeah. Because as Bruce Cassidy said a couple times, it has to be the defense and the goaltending. Yeah. So if they don't get it with all the people that are out, then they're just not going to win games. Because on the goal-scoring side, if they have to score four goals goals. in a game to win— Right now, their lineup that they played uh, against Ottawa, they had six forwards in the lineup that have not scored double-digit goals in the NHL this season. And as we've talked about, all six defensemen, four goals or less. Right. Right. Shea Theodore's tied for the team leading goals despite missing half the season. You look at the forwards, Marshall has 30, Carlson has 19, no one else is at 15, right? Barbashev is at 13, but... Barbashev this year has only scored four five-on-five goals away from Jack Eichel. Stevenson, similar story. He's got 12 on the year. He's only only scored four five-on-five goals away Away from from Mark Stone. Stone. So your third and fourth leading scorers that are healthy at the moment, we don't know if they can score when they're not with Eichel or Stone. And, And they're together instead of being with Eichel or Stone. So if they need to score four a night, John and the Marshall better have a hat trick. Like that's that's the reality of the situation because it's Marcheseau, it's Carlson, Carlson, and then it's not many. And then you either need some defensemen to finally start scoring, or you need Barbashev or Stevenson to prove they can do it away from Stone or away from Michael. And I don't know if they can do that. Well, the numbers are what they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the entire story, but that's a, a great part of it. Yeah, I like the other way that they win games is they get. Superb goaltending, right? Which we've seen Aiden and superb Hill do. defense. Yeah, we've seen Aiden Hill do it. But like, if they're going to win the night, I kind of think if they win the night, it's going to be because Aiden Hill stops thirty nine of forty it's shots, three two or two one. Yeah, like I think that's if they win the night, that's how they win. Is somehow that form of goaltending because I don't know that they're scoring four goals, and I don't know if they're good enough to actually slow down Toronto this year because the when they're healthy. The, the best part about this lineup when they're healthy is that they can put William Carlson's line on the ice against the other team's best line. Mm-hmm. They can take what's their third best line and say, here's you McDavid, go, you go, or yeah, in this case, exactly. here's Matthews. Here's Matthews. Right? 
right now, that's the only line they could probably put out there against Matthews and feel comfortable about it. But that's also the only line that they have any comfort in scoring, scoring. goals. Whereas normally, we can put Carlson out there against McDavid or Matthews or whoever their best line is. And then guess what? You still have a line with Eichel and you still have a different line with Stone that can also be good defensively. But yeah, but can, can score. score. And so that's, I think, where these problems come in is that, okay, if you're putting Carlson's line against Matthews' line tonight. Who's going to score? Right. You don't have the advantage on the other lines now. The other lines are bad for you. So how do you actually score goals in this game? And, by the way, being on the road, uh, Toronto can try to hunt matchups for the Austin Matthews line against all the other lines that are not William Carlson. God forbid they get five or six shifts against Mason Morelli and Sheldon (laughs) Rempel tonight. It's not going to go very well for the Golden Knights. So, yeah, that's a tough spot to be in for Vegas at the moment. Well, they were positive after getting the point. I, I mean, listen. If the, I will say this as somebody who will yell about um, moral victories, if they get a point tonight, I'll give them. I'll victory. give them your golf clap that you love to give. Guys. I, lo- I love to give the golf clap. If they, they get a point tonight, we're coming in tomorrow. We're just going to give them the golf clap. Just ten minutes of golf clapping yes. to start the show. If they get a point against Toronto, what if they lose by two or less? No, no, no. you got to get the point. If you lose, you lose. If you, lose, if you, you get lose. zero points, yeah. Well, if you, get, if you, you get, get one point, point yeah, yeah. you lost. Yeah. No, no, but they yeah, got a point. You, 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 Hockey you is set up to where you get a loser point. Hockey is the only sport that actually has a moral victory built into the standings. Yes. So we normally I'd be like, all right, you lost to Ottawa in a shootout. Calm down over there. There's nothing to be happy about. But they lose tonight. With Sh- if Shel- Sheldon Rimple's about to play like six minutes against Austin Matthews. If they get a loser point with that happening – well, uh, the Golden Knights just tweeted out Jack Eichel's back to skating. Oh, I with the team? Because he lineup. was skating on himself. So yeah, he's, he's with the team on the ice, red jersey, no okay. contact. So All right. he's getting close. So we've seen this from a couple guys recently. Shea Theodore, red jersey usually means you're like a weekish week away or so. So Jack Eichel, so this maybe time the next end week? of the trip. Maybe the end of the trip. Yeah. Probably, though, when they get home. Yeah, that'd be. They got four more on the road trip. Um, yeah, Cassidy sort of mentioned like it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play on the road trip. Right. So yeah, you might maybe be when right they get home, he's going to practice with them, and then when they come back, and it'll be five games from now, it'll be Jack Eichel time. Well, they need him. They do. I'm giving them the golf clap. They're getting the golf clap for if they get a loser point tonight. Oh, if they get it, yeah, if they get yeah, a loser yeah. point. I'm pr- I'm just telling everybody. I will. <laughs> I I am doing it ahead of time. I will be okay with a moral what victory. They, what if they get the win? Oh, right. they then get it's a win. Give ovation. them the cup. Then it's a standing ovation. Give them the they cup. They Plan the team. parade. <laughs> they beat this team. Plan the parade again. Give hang, them the cup. Hang a banner. We beat Toronto without Jack Eichel. Listen, if they come and in here tomorrow, down. if and like Sheldon Rimple scores a goal and Austin Matthews doesn't and they win the game, oh, the Maple Leafs, they just kick them out of the league. <laughs> Just, they're done. They're out of the league forever. Sheldon Rimple is now better than Austin Matthews. It'll be great. Coming up next, Mike Gravala joins us from Laramie, Wyoming. The guys on Twitter, at Ed Graney and at Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now from the Las Vegas Sun and presumably live in Laramie, Wyoming, it's Mike Gramala. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's Laramie? Not as cold as usual. Oh, so it's a... A nice day. Okay. What are you uh what are you eating in Laramie on this trip? Have you already gotten your pizza to eat for three meals straight? <laughs> no. Uh so I um I usually stay at the same place in Laramie. It's this hotel on the, the very edge of town. And there's a truck stop across the street 
and they have a little diner in there that I've always wanted to try. And so I uh, finally went over there, and I, I got a cheeseburger from that diner. Oh, yeah. with che- cheese on the burger? Yes, cheese. That's Is that a new step? When's the last – you don't eat cheese on burgers. No, I usually, I usually do. It's just risky because once you put, <laughs> like, one thing on there, they're liable to put everything on there. <laughs> so you just have to be, like, really clear about what you want and don't want. So it's just cheese, just meat and cheese and bun. Please, thank you. Right, that's how, it. how was it? It was fine. A lot of fries, which was good. <laughs> a lot um, of fries. But, you know, it was a truck stop cheeseburger. It was. It was what I wanted. It's what I asked for, and it's what I got. <laughs> if uh, if you're looking for a place to eat today for lunch, I know this is really bad directions, but you're about to give him directions <laughs> yeah, on the there. radio to a city you don't live in. This is going to be great, yeah, Danny. Go well, ahead. Well, not necessarily directions, but there's a there's a place. If I remember correctly, it's called like the Crowbar or something like that. Uh, they have really good bar food, uh, good good food there. I had well, it last bar, year. What do you mean by bar food? Well, when I went last year, I think I just got like burger and fries, but they they had a pretty good menu. And if I remember correctly, it's a, it might even be a brewery. So Mike doesn't care about that at got, all. They got good food there. Okay, how's the cola? <laughs> uh, that I don't know because I did not order one. You probably don't have any. It, is it name brand cola or is it like this well cola that a lot of bars serve? Well cola. <laughs> I'm assuming they all get the cola from the same spot up there. I like the idea of it being well cola, which your it which is. your cheapest well. I listen, I agree with what you're with the sentiment you're giving off. Yes, you are correct. If you go to a bar and just ask for a Pepsi or a Coke, you're not you're getting some weird combination of RC Cola and Coke Zero. Hey, RC Cola was awesome. Yeah, I'd be fine with RC Cola. They give you some off-brand, like weird cola concoction that is not like anything that you would get in a real restaurant. <laughs> so that's all I'm asking. But if, if Danny, if, if it has, a, if it's getting his stamp of approval, I might check it out. All right. Uh, expecting Rob Whaley not only to play tonight but be 100 percent like nothing happened. Yeah, that's how he. Uh, that's how he sounded. I mean, it looked bad when it happened. His injury. Um, he stayed down. He had to be helped off the court. He wasn't putting any pressure on it. But I mean, if he's back as a full participant in, in the very next practice, and he's you know talking to the media and he's in a good mood, and I mean, he seems like he's going to play, and it doesn't seem like it's going to bother him. Since the Air Force loss. This team has only lost one game. That was to Nevada in a game that they probably should have held on to and won. Um, They've beaten New Mexico in that stretch. They've beaten Colorado State in that stretch. They're playing very well. Is it enough for you to be confident they show up and play well in every game? Or is this still a team that you think can absolutely lay an egg and lose by 32 to Air Force and do that again against Wyoming tonight? It's something that you – once they, they show you that they can do it once, it's something that you kind of always have to be on guard against. Um, you can't really forget that game. But I do have a lot of confidence in them that uh, they'll be able to take care of, of business against you know Wyoming or at home against San Jose State uh, this week. So, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, once, they, once they hit you with that, you, you do get that, like, it, like – it's hard to let go of that game, but it was, you know, over a month ago, and um, they really haven't no-showed in a game since then. Um, they really haven't had many bad stretches in games since then. Uh, I we just 
what we saw against the Air Force hasn't really showed up again. So, I mean, until it does, I guess you have to keep buying in. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they're going to show up tonight against Wyoming. Okay, percentage that my 13-5 and five prediction uh, shows up. <laughs> They'd have to win out, but what's your percentage? I'd say, let's see. 40%. 40% that they win out? Yeah, I think they're going to club Wyoming and San Jose State. I think those are no, like, no problem. And then it's just, you know, are they going to beat San Diego State in that game? It's probably like a, I don't know, that's probably not a 40% chance. Maybe more like 35%. Um, and then they, have, they finish it at Nevada. So, yeah, maybe a third. What do you think of that? That is way too high. Unbelievable. So Ken Palm right now gives UNLV a 37% chance just to beat San Diego State. Not even win the other three, just win that one single game. Well, I'm giving them a 100% chance to win the next two. So take those <laughs> out. 30, what'd you say, 37% yes. against San Diego State? Yes. And then they're and then they're four and one against Nevada in the last five. They probably should be five and oh. Um, so I feel pretty good about that one too. I in what are the odds that this UNLV team plays well four games in a row? Um, not hot, not not super high, but you know they are on a roll right now. So, you know, let's let's. I started at forty percent. You talked me down to thirty three percent. What if I settle at like thirty percent? Thirty. We're still not close. Um, Ken Palm probability to win all four is six point one percent. What's the probability to win the last two? Because I don't care about the next two. Oh, the the next two are, are wins no matter what. All right, hold on. I got to yeah. do this really quick. Uh, nine. I'll vamp a little while you look that up. Nine point nine percent to win the last two. So I'm three times as high on the team at, at chances as Ken Palm is. That's normal, I think, for like a homer beat reporter. <laughs> and by the way, you're giving them two free wins along the way after we just talked about. Yeah, they lost Air Force <laughs> by thirty-two. I know. I know. I'm such a homer. <laughs> um, last 10 games, uh, their defensive efficiency is actually higher than their offensive efficiency. Do you think they're better defensively now? Yeah, I think they're better defensively. I think they're, it's probably – there's no way to be better efficient uh, – to have better offensive efficiency because they just don't make three-pointers. So where is that efficiency going to come from? You'd have to shoot like 100% from the free-throw line and like 60% from the field to make up for hitting one three-pointer a game. Does that sound right? I know my, I know we just went over how my math is off, but you know, <laughs> I'm just doing it off the top of my head here uh, from Laramie. It seems like without making three-pointers, you're kind of handicapping yourself on the – you can still have an effective offense that is difficult to defend and wins you games, but I don't think you're going to score very well in the efficiency metrics – um, if you're capping yourself at two points per trip, like you have to make all your shots to earn two points uh, every time down the court. So I do think that they've, they've discovered who they are. They know it took a while. It wasn't like last year where they knew their identity coming out of the gate and they started hot. It took them half the season, you know, to figure out what they wanted to be, who was going to play where, what everyone's role was going to be. But I think they've got it down for the most part now. Um, and that goes for defensively as well. They figured out how to effectively use um, their best defenders, and they figured out sort of how to mitigate their uh, lesser defenders, which is half the battle. So um, it doesn't surprise. I think their defense is credible. I think they do a pretty good job there. I think they're probably still more of an offensive team. It's just I don't think the metrics are going to reflect that based on the type of offense they play. 
I actually talked to a voter yesterday. This will maybe surprise you guys. I'm not so sure. A voter for the Mountain West, and I know you vote as well, who it's obviously Sprinkle's going to be obviously the coach of the year. But this guy said if UNLV won out, Kevin Kruger should get a strong consideration for that. If they win out, meaning regular season and postseason? No. No, because isn't isn't all conference just regular yeah. season? Yeah, it's before the tournament starts. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, Every, I mean, if they win out, if they win four and they, they get to your 13-5 and five mark, they got a chance to maybe win the conference, depending on what Utah State does, right? Yeah, like Utah State's San Diego State head-to-head, they beat Nevada head-to-head, they'll pass both of those teams. So they would have a chance to finish first. So then you would even – it would be up to Utah State there. To, he might even get the vote uh, oversprinkled, depending on where they finish. So I'll put, um, you, I'll put you on the spot right now for your vote. Toppin or Thomas? I would take DJ Thomas. That's freshman of the year. Yeah, freshman of the year. Yeah, yeah. They played head to head twice, and um, JT Toppin has had a good year, but he was not very impressive in those games to me. Did you see that Mason Falslev won Mountain West Freshman of the Week after having ten points on three of nine shooting <laughs> for last week? I did not see that. Most of those Mountain West uh, communications um, go directly to my junk folder. <laughs> not a- not anything that I've directed them to do. It's just for some reason it, 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 my email just buries all of the Mountain West communications. So like every time it's uh, it's time to register for credentials for the Mountain West tournament or et cetera, I always have to dig through my spam folder, and I've, I'm, I'm always like a week behind the deadline. And um, so no, I did not see that. But uh, well, DJ Thomas only had one assist in the last game, as you pointed out. So if he wants those Mountain West Player of the Weeks. Pad those stats. See, that's what I said. Oh, here we go. That's what here I we said. go against Air Force. Here we go. <laughs> Pad the stats. All right, give me a percentage again that UNLV loses the streak this year. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say I think 5% is too high. 1% is slow. Maybe like 2.5%. Like I can see a scenario where they're in a really close game and it's hard fought, and they just keep going down low because of the matchups, and you know they're zero for eight from three. I could see it because they're in must win mode and they're they're fighting for their lives, and we've seen that when they are fighting for their life, they ignore the three point line. So, you know, it could happen. It came closer this year than I think the, the program would like to admit. Um, yeah, it's not zero. It's higher than zero percent. They were one of eight against Fresno State. Like I think it if it happens, I think it happens in a win too, because they are successful going inside and they're like, Yeah, we don't need to shoot threes. We're only gonna shoot six in the game and they don't make any of them. I I uh can, can, can I can I level a gripe here against the program? Yeah. I've been talking too glowingly about them. Ed was at practice uh with me the day that we were asking about the three point streak. And the dismissive attitude of, you know, jokingly, but, oh, we'd rather get the win than the streak and all that. And who cares about the streak, really? But you can't say that and then also announce the streak <laughs> over the PA system every time you extend it. 1,456. have a, a pre-made tweet with a, with a uh, unique graphic ready to send out and post as soon as someone makes a three. You, like, you can't have it both ways. You either embrace the streak. Or you say, we don't care about this. Treatment. There you go. Rip him, Mike. He's Mike Ramallah, live from Laramie. Uh, head to the crowbar, I guess, yeah, if you want to take Yeah, go another advice. cheeseburger. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, I closed it, but I'm, it's on like Grand and 2nd Street. 
There Some, you go. Something around that area. Give directions. I'll, I'll be to honest. Mike. I'll be honest. I'm going to check the Yelp for these cola reviews. And the then, cola uh, reviews. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye, guys. Mike Ramallah from the Las Vegas Sun, live from Laramie. He's 100% on on his joke about well cola. You get, if you just are at a bar and just try to get like a glass of Coke, it is just like, yeah, this is some off brand Coke Ooh. or Pepsi. Like, it, I'm sure it actually is Coke or Pepsi, but whatever situation they have to get it to the little spigot they spray it out of yeah. makes it taste worse. Watered down? I Sometimes, sometimes it's just the flavor's off. It might be because uh, they use carbonation tanks and just pump the carbonation into the syrup. Something. Uh, remind me, I'll ask JR about this on Thursday, why why Coke, just Coke on its own doesn't taste as good at a bar as it would out of like a fountain machine at a regular restaurant. Machine. Yeah. Because it the, doesn't. How does the Pepsi taste? It's whatever. It's always the same. It's like, ah, Coke or Pepsi. Duh, who cares? It's all bad. It's not great. But I did I guess look I don't go up. to enough bars. <laughs> Come on, Ed. Get out to those bars. Not a drinker, Danny. Eh, you don't have to drink. You could order a soda. Not if you. Not if it's the way you guys are talking about. Now I don't want it. Unless it's at the Smith's bar. Yeah, that's true. Smith's bar. <laughs> There you go. You can do some shopping and then catch the games tonight at Smith's. All right. We got to do a giveaway. I'm about to cough, though. <coughs> He's coughing. He's coughing. Spectacular work. All right. We got two tickets to give away to go see Extreme with special guest Living Color on Thursday, February 29th, the theater at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to go see Extreme and Living Color. Call in now, 702-364-1100. Caller number four at 702-364-1100. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game. And the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. You're listening to the Press Box on 100.9 FM and 1100 AM. We're trying to give away $2,024 every day here at Lotus, but you guys got to text in the right word. Today's word is frontier. All you got to do is text frontier to 702-364-1100. Do that, and you are entered to win $2,024. 702 702- Three six four eleven hundred. Text the word Frontier F R O N T I E R, and you're entered to win two thousand and twenty four dollars. Is a new word tomorrow, but seven to five today. Text Frontier, and you're entered. Did you see the uh, text from Joe? Uh, yes, Joe said, and Ed, this is Sploosh, your favorite. Oh, so Joe is Sploosh. Well, there's multiple Joes, but one of the Joes is Sploosh. There's more than one Joe that texts in, but yes. Oh, this is okay. So I see him. I see that he uh, signed it, Sploosh. Yes. So we know that this Joe is Sploosh. Uh, he said Ed still sucks, uh, but Tyler's take on the fumble to the end zone makes you two closer than you've ever been. <laughs> I'm starting to like Sploosh. Oh, Sploosh is the best. 
Sploosh is fine. He hates he, he, you. That's fine. He listens. We win. <laughs> Sploosh, if Sploosh is listening and texting, we've made an impression on Sploosh, and we win. I win. No, I win as well. I don't care what he says. It's like writing a col- It's like writing a column. You want someone to love it or you want someone to hate it. If they are indifferent, then you haven't done your job what as if, a columnist. What if Sploosh just always hates you, though? That's then fine. I've made a difference. It's fine. He keeps tuning in. Yeah, from he keeps 7 tuning to 10. in. He keeps tuning in seven to ten. He keeps texting. What if he tunes out now that I that I like the fumble through the end zone? Then That's it's fine. indifferent, and we don't win anymore. Tune in on the podcast. You can yeah. get it anywhere. Podcasts are available. What does that have to do with Sploosh? He can listen on the podcast because he doesn't want to listen live. He wants to skip past whatever dumb thing you're talking about with this fumble. You won't know it's dumb until you hear me say it. So. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm I, a big Sploosh fan because he listens and, and he texts and he's worried about us. Oh, Sploosh is going to hate you even more now. That's fine. I still win. It's all right. I'm still at the top of the, top of the hate list. If I'm, well, that's a given. If I'm earning that kind of response from him, I'm the winner. I've done enough to where he still says I suck. If he said nothing <laughs> and he never texted and never listened, then we wouldn't be winning. Actually, So, Sploosh, I want to thank you out there. Danny, I think, is the ultimate loser in this. Ultimate Why loser or winner? He didn't mention you. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think Sploosh doesn't like you either, but oh, he didn't I'm, mention you. Yeah, I'm at the bottom of his totem pole. You're, you're off the totem pole. That's the problem. He didn't even bring you up. It's He's me, just then completely Ed, ignored then Tyler. You. Do you know Sploosh? No, but he originally said, I I think it was last week or the week before, that he hates me the most on this show. Yeah, he said that before. By the way, I think if my memory is correct, you have that backwards. You're at the top of the totem pole. Well, yeah, the top you of the hate the list. To- you want to be at yeah. the top of the hate list. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think you do. No, 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 no. The totem pole reference is what I'm talking about. If I remember correctly, totem poles, the most important thing when they actually made totem poles is at the bottom. I guess so. The base is the strongest. Like the phrase bottom of the totem pole is an, I believe, is an incorrect phrase. Like if you're at the bottom of the totem pole, that means you're actually the best or the most important thing. Okay. So I want Sploosh to keep texting. Yeah, he will. Oh yeah, he's because we've made a difference in his life. Yeah. Every, well, he's every got the day. fake chickens because of me. He also races face fake dogs. I'm sorry, Sploosh, I'm not getting into the fake dogs. But he races the fake chickens because of me. Every day he texts that we suck. And it's great because every day he listens. Yeah, you're listening, buddy. I don't think Sploosh has texted in the keyword to win two thousand and twenty four dollars though. I don't think so either. Come on, Sploosh, you can win some money here. And Drew, the word is not front, it's frontier. Man, look at Mike. Mike lo- Lopes. Danny is the heart and soul of this show. Woo! Yeah, Mike. Debatable. That's debatable. He didn't have his coffee the other day. It was a a bad show, so maybe it is true. Yeah, you know? The word is frontier, Drew. Not front. F-R-O-N-T-I-E-R. Make sure you type frontier and not front. Who would have thought giving one word to text in was going to be so difficult? I told you. Every year or every day on this stuff. But I think it's... They're messing with us. I don't think this one's on purpose. I think Drew just didn't type the I-E-R at the end. He just gave us front instead of frontier. 